This is Chaz Woodson, and you're listening to the Going Offsides Podcast. All right, welcome back and happy, happy new year to all of us out there. Welcome to episode 32 of Going Offsides. Nick, how are we doing today, my man? Good. A little groggy. You know, New Year's Day. Enjoyed I bet, myself man. last night. Had a, I bet. had a Coke or two. A couple of pops, a couple of diet sodas. A couple of ginger you. ales. Yeah, a couple of ginger ales. Get you in there, make you feeling good. Uh, big day, big day. New Year's Day, man. We got the we got the semifinals of the football playoffs. We got, um, you know, obviously trying to put to rest uh 2020 and looking forward to 2021. So, you know, let's let's get going and let's get right into it, man. Yeah, so our guest today is pretty special. And obviously we're going to, we're going to chat a little bit before we get to him, but we, today we've got Mark Lassini from the chaos and uh, we, we talked to him about a little bit of everything. You know, he, he runs a business where he's basically a performance coach for Olympians, triathletes, college players, professional players. So it's, it's really interesting to hear, you know, no, no one knows about him other than that. He's this nut that jumps in front of shots and PLL mm-hmm. games, but yeah. He said that that was never the intention. It just kind of happened. And I told him during the interview, I was like, if it didn't happen twice in one season, probably no one would be talking about it. But, you know, you're that guy now. It's kind of like his thing, man. Like those guys in the NHL that that just get on a roster because they they just block shots. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see how the season goes. It's likely he, you know. He'll probably be in the expansion draft and, mm-hmm. and someone will be lucky enough to pick him up on, on the new team. I, I would be surprised if he's not a cannon. And I think that fits really, really well for him. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, I th- I'm excited. I- it's you know it's just this is just one of those ones where it's a it's a really special interview and I know I, I find myself saying that a lot um, but you know thankfully we've had the opportunity to speak to some really special people that are, are that are intertwined in in our lacrosse community but also somebody like Mark who's um, you know he's doing some other things outside of the realm of lacrosse that's just important to athletics and life in general I mean he's just a really unique character and a unique person who's um, you know kind of I don't want to say he caught lightning in a bottle because it was something that's always important. And we've all been on teams where our, our coaches have preached these things, but um, you know, he's made uh, he's made a point to kind of make a career out of it where he, you know, he is a performance coach and it's not just a performance in the sense where it's, you know, uh, you know, like athletic performance and things like that. He's, you know, he focuses on the mental aspect of athletics and the team aspect and team building and things like that. So this is a, a really great interview. This is something that's going to bring a lot of, um, a lot of important stuff to, to our listeners. So it, it was awesome for us to, to be part of it. And, um, you know, he's definitely somebody that, uh, you know, uh, all young coaches and all established coaches should be looking into. Yeah. I think especially with 2021, right. It's new year's day. This was no accident. We asked him to do the new year's day episode because, you know, people are making their resolutions, setting their goals for this year, especially flushing 2020 down the toilet. They don't mm-hmm. want to think about last year anymore and we all hope that this year is much better but he gives you a lot of of tools and insights and and ways to make 2021 your best year to stick to these goals and, and he just gives a lot of great advice and you know based on his hourly rate for his clients i would say we got quite a value out of this conversation no <laughs> me myself being on the on the interview with him i know that i benefited from it greatly so we're really excited to talk to him. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about what you and I want to see, you know, 2021, 
new year, hopefully fresh start, you know, the vaccines rolling out, hopefully that all goes well. I mean, me personally, all I want is I want as many teams to play as possible. I want as few delays and as few cancellations as possible. And mm-hmm. I just want to see championship weekend on Memorial day. That, that's all I want. That's, I know that some games will be canceled. I know yep. that some leagues will probably, you know, hold off. Not play, yeah. But as long as I get a majority of my lacrosse season at any level, MCLA, NAIA, D3, D2, I don't care. Just give me lacrosse this year. You know, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, it, it's, you know, it's such a special experience for, for those guys and, and girls that are going through it, young men and young women that are going through it um, at the collegiate level. Um, you know, I really... I, 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 I just want to see lacrosse. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it, it helps everybody. It helps all of us kind of heal from this, this difficult 2020. Um, you know, it, it kind of returns us back to some sort of normalcy. Um, so I, I, bravo. I mean, that's perfect. I couldn't have said it any better and I'm not going to say it any better. Um, I'm just looking forward to having the opportunity to see the best players in the world showcase their talents. Um, I'm looking forward to the PLL with the merger with the MLL kind of coming together and showing us, um, you know, showing us what, what, what they're going to do in year three. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just such a special time and, 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 you know, I will add one thing to that. If anybody out there that's a, that's a decision maker at the high school sports level, um, don't try and overthink it. And if you're going to think about making changes, you better talk to people that are in the know with the sport. Um, if you take the face off out oh of high school goodness. lacrosse, um, you're going to lose a lot of people. Um, and you're going to make a lot of people angry. Um, if you yeah, can play there's football, ways, if, there's ways to abuse that rule as listen, well. If you can, if you can play a football game that has a hundred snaps with people in close proximity and you're taking out a face-off that happens maybe 15 to 20 times, um, you know, I think you're, I think you're misinformed. So um, that's my hope. I know some states are tossing that around. I don't want to be a negative guy, but I'm speaking my piece. If you do that, you're a donkey um, and you should be fired and there should be parents angry at you. There should be players angry at you. Um, you know, to all my guys that are out there on Long Island, um, you know, I, I, you know, I know they're moving the fall sports to the spring. Um, let's just get to the end of April and let's have a, a great spring season out in Nassau and Suffolk County. Let's go. Let's uh, let's defend the title, Shore and Wading River. Let's go. <laughs> well, I can't I can't argue with your logic there. Like I said, there are ways to abuse that rule as well if they have you know alternating possession after each goal. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, as soon as you're down two or three late in the game. There's really nothing you can do. And listen, the guys that tell me like in the eighties, they didn't have the face off and they did all that. It's not 1980. All right. It's 2020. All right. Let's, you know, let's, there's not many things I want to do that happened in the eighties. Well, listen, man, the eighties were a great time. I wouldn't really know. I wouldn't know either. I was like two years old. It's fine. (laughs) But listen, the movies were great. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's hear from our guest this week, Mark Lassini. All right, Mark, you're well known in, in the league, uh, playing for the chaos of the PLL, which is now the PLL eating the MLL. And and it's just a crazy day. I know that this won't release until, you know, January 1st, but, you know, it, it was a wild morning hearing about all this news. And, and but, you, but you're well known for being a guy that does whatever it takes, for being a guy that uh, if people watch your highlights, it's a lot of you blocking shots in, in really <laughs> crazy ways. 
what kind of has driven this mindset of yours to be, you know, do anything for the team? Like if you listen to your podcast, which I do, you're constantly working on growth. What's kind of led to this mindset that you have? Yeah, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on here. And uh, it's, it's a great question. And I would have to answer it with the, the most important relationships in my life. Uh, I was uh, brought up, surrounded um, by unconditional love from my parents and my sister. Uh, I had uh, exceptional coaches and teachers, my first being Coach Brian Callanan, who put the stick in my hand in fifth grade. Uh, had great coaches in Coach Chip Davis at, at prep, prep school, uh, Deerfield Academy. Coach Andy Shea and great assistant coaches, Coach Andrew, Andrew Baxter, who showed me how to be a great de defensive midfielder. And then to the pro ranks, even to this day, uh, all the way to Coach Andy Towers. These are individuals that I'm willing to go uh, further for, even, though, even the players that I've become close with ever since I stepped uh, into the pro ranks. Uh, it's been a cultivation of um, and momentous uh, experience uh, through loving relationships, my willingness and eagerness really uh, to go uh, further for others and then even further for myself, right? And I think it's an interesting thing. Uh, I found that the more I've gone and pushed myself to, to the limit, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, I've been able to uh, bring others along, along with me on a, such a great experience, a roller coaster at times, definitely, but it, I would have to summarize that answer with the relationships in my life and, and making sure uh, even to this day, uh, I'm, I'm seeking out mentors like Dr. Rob Gilbert, uh, Dr. Christina Bersari uh, in, the, in the world of sports psychology. And, and those people uh, put sail, uh, wind in my sails and really keep me energized to, to go uh, the extra mile. And uh, to me, it's easier to do so. Um, having those kind of relationships in your corner, I don't feel like I'm alone in this experience. Okay. And, and building off of that, is there ever a doubt when you see someone wind up to shoot, is there ever a doubt that you're going to step in front of that shot or you just do it because you know that that's, that's going to be a high percentage play. In, in practice, I would definitely not jump into it. Right. Okay. Uh, I think it, it's uh, one of those things where I'm not uh, addicted to jumping in front of shots. I, 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 it's been an interesting uh, journey Nick, to answer the questions like what makes me do it. Uh, uh, how do I become such a great team? These things are uh, tough to answer. Um, and I've had to do some reflection on, on from my side, right? And, and do some uncomfortable inner work and said, okay, am I doing something wrong here? Why are people questioning this? And then I figured out, I put it together an article for the Premier Lacrosse League. Am I really crazy, right? And I thought that was a great uh, summary of kind of my, my perspective and my philosophy on life, on sport, on team building, on culture, on character development and and to answer your question you know I, I don't go out of my way to jump in front of shots i do what needs to be done i think it's mm -hmm. part of the job requirement to prevent goals as, as silly as that sounds to, to many people no no you're just you're willing to do whatever it takes and and sometimes that means you happen to be in front of a shot and it just happened to happen <laughs> enough times in a row where it became kind of a theme if it happened every couple of years then maybe that wouldn't be such a thing that you're known for but yeah uh it, it did bring to light the the smaller things that you do that doesn't that doesn't usually get noticed so i guess it, it was all positive so you know you had kind of a i wouldn't say traditional but not an uncommon experience growing up going to uh, a school out in in the East Coast, going to private school, going to Yale, and then going to work in a traditional career for a lacrosse player. 
but then things switched for you and you've decided to take a different path. Uh, what has led more recently into your, your journey into, you know, becoming a sports psychologist slash performance coach and starting Mark Lassini Peak Performance? Yeah, I uh, appreciate the question just because it, it takes me back to kind of a moment of leverage, a moment of crossroads in my life. You know, I, the experiences that pop into my mind are uh, having my first mental coach, uh, Brian Kane, uh, at Yale, my junior and senior year, uh, where I first was introduced. I was like, okay, I, I was doing a lot of these things already, but I didn't know it was called the mental game. And then I became infatuated, enthralled, and now obsessed with, the, with teaching, preaching, and learning uh, mental performance, because I really feel like it was the difference uh, for me to be make that jump to the pro level and then stay at the pro level and and really keep my mental acuity about me whether that's in game off the floor off the field uh, so when I was making that decision uh, I was an economics major at Yale focused in environmental products I went to uh, Wall Street was working in renewable energy for a couple of years however uh, it wasn't that I disliked what I was doing it had much more with what what I was finding myself reading books and listening to podcasts and searching uh, for the clues inside of mental performance. I said, I think I need to make this leap of faith. It's really what I, it's consuming my life. Right. So when I, when I teach uh, and learn uh, about sports psychology, to me, it's beyond a, a job or a career. It's certainly a calling. It's something that I, I, I see as very important that I chase that I uh, help people understand um, basically what's the ins and outs of uh, me mental health, right? Uh, anywhere uh, people have been, uh, I probably have been too. I won't get too into deep, uh, deeply into that, but then on the mental performance front, there are, there are strategies uh, and ways to uh, stay on top of your thought life, your beliefs and your actions so that you can live a life that, that makes you feel satisfied by the end of the day, right? That every time we hit the pillow, we ask ourselves one of two questions. I'm glad I did, or I wish I had, right? And, and by going deep into the mental performance game, if you will, let's just call it that, I've, I've found the strategies in which to have those answers of I'm glad I did more often than not. So. I took a leap of faith. I, I reached out to Brian Kane, told him I wanted to get into mental mental training. I found my my now mentor, Dr. Rob Gilbert, who's been teaching applied sports psychology, and in my opinion, he's the top expert in it for over 41 years. We speak several times a day, and we're really just bouncing back ideas in which to get the message across, whether it's to an individual, small group, or or teams, and really get people on the bandwagon that uh, mental performance is the difference and understanding what to do in the moment from an applied uh, sports psychology perspective um, is what really matters. So without being too long-winded about it, I think uh, it was natural for me to have some leverage in that if I don't do this, I'll regret it. Uh, so I went, right? It wasn't that I hit rock bottom of any sort, um, but I definitely felt like I was getting pulled to what now I see as a calling. And I've seen it over the last few years, especially, and I'm sure you're, you're very aware of this, but it's become very common and, and less of a, a faux pas, if you will, to embrace mental health as a sports program, especially. And, you know, we, we've heard in, in the past, maybe in the eighties, the nineties, very specific people may have had mental coaches, maybe even a therapist to help them get out of a rut. 
but it, it was just such a one-off thing. It wasn't very accessible to the average person, but I feel like now it, it's, there's a huge push going for not only mental health for everybody, but specifically for athletes and, and also the mental conditioning and, and having these people, you know, it, it's very unique what these people go through and it's not common in, in other careers. So I think, you know, as you've seen, you know, you're probably being hired by programs, but, uh, there are tons of programs embracing this, this idea of, mm. of mental performance, coaching, and I, I'm all for it, honestly. <laughs> I wish we would have had more of this or it was more accessible. You know, it wasn't just a book you could you could go get at the bookstore. It was an actual, you know, the, I, I see the teams that are making this a priority and it's, it's helping. And yeah. so I encourage everybody to, to kind of look, look inward and kind of see how that they could use this to help themselves. Now, you, you mentioned your family as a big inspiration, along with some of your coaches and mentors. Um, you know, let's, let's be a little bit more specific. So with who inspires you, who in the professional world kind of inspires you and keeps you reaching higher? Wow. It, you, wow. There, there's so many people to, to point out, uh, whether, whether we're talking about teammates or uh, individuals throughout the Premier Lacrosse League that I could really point out to. And I'd rather not go individual down the line who uh, I, I really take different information from, tools from. There are people when I first got to the pro ranks that I really, really looked up to, like the Matt Abbott's of the world, right? Mm -hmm. One of the best uh, two-way midfielders ever, right? I wanted to learn underneath him, right? In order to, to lead people, you got to follow first, right? So I think uh, when I think about who inspires me, it's uh, probably the future version of myself with the help of my closest relationships. So growing up with a uh, very competitive, loving and and supportive mother who was a four or five plus tennis player really pushing me to compete at the highest level and then a father who is playing ball with me ever since I could barely well probably before I could walk right and and him uh embodying the word integrity every single day my sister I only have one sibling but she's two years older than me she's uh she was a cheerleader and she's my biggest cheerleader to this day and and one of my very best friends so when I think about the word inspiration, I think uh, not that as a uh, ultimate goal or, or something that I'm reaching towards. I think it's an everyday endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not, not, not to quote uh, too many people here, but uh, Zig Ziglar, an old motivational speaker says, we need motivation in the same way we need a shower or else it leads to stinking thinking. And I think that's really important to look at it that way mm -hmm. because uh, I'm inspired every single day right, by uh, my best friend, Anka Tezjan, who's a top 5% Ironman athlete, pushing himself on four-hour bikes and swims and, and runs, right, surrounding yourself with those type of individuals uh, allows you to go a little bit further. So to me, uh, the word inspiration has a lot more action behind it, uh, and it's a more everyday endeavor rather than this ultimate uh, North Star that, that I look up to. Um, and I use all those resources um, based off of gratitude um, to build myself and, and be uh, not focus on what I'm getting day to day, but who I'm becoming. And then, then I'm really inspired of, uh, by that idea of improving towards the, the, the might, the might be version of myself. That's, that's incredibly deep. <laughs> I love that answer of, of you're inspired by the future, your future self that you, you wish to be. So 
I think that's something that people can take away and kind of look at who do I want to become? How do I get there? And, and then use that as motivation instead of looking at other people and trying to borrow from them all the time. Um, and then using, like you said, using your support network to, to push you in that right direction. You know, this is a, you know, it's New Year's Day. So as we start the new year, we often hear people talk about resolutions, goals, but these things rarely stick or they, they rarely stick for very long. And so what advice would you offer to help people improve their lives, achieve their goals in 2021, and not just in the short term, you know, long term? Uh, are there speakers, podcasts, books, anything like that, that can help them with their growth journey? I mean, for me, I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell guy. You know, I'm a big Eric Thomas guy when it comes to I just need that quick motivation. Maybe, you know, he, he brings that energy. He's also from Detroit. So uh, I, I can relate to that. Or, you know, John there Gordon's go. also a great one that I like to read. Who, who are the who are the resources or what what tips can you provide to, to help people out? Sure, I would just suggest uh, something very easy, right? So uh, anything easy to do is easy not to do. But uh, to me, this is something that takes a little bit of time, but not too much of your time to the point where you, you feel like you're swallowing the sun. So it's just about getting started. Uh, there's two lists that really come to mind. Uh, well, better, how, right? What am I doing well? What could I do, be doing better? Uh, and how am I going to do that, right? Uh, there's a, a, a leadership uh, podcast called... Uh, mastery sessions with Robin mm -hmm. Sharma. And he really breaks it up into four sets, the mindset, health set, heart set, and soul set. Uh, understanding that your mindset may get you started and may finish the race, but your health set has to be in order, right? So making sure you take care of you, you, your nutrition, hydration, on sleep, for example, recovery. And then from your heart set, what do your relationships, your closest relationships look like, right? Uh, check out the TED Talk by Robert Waldinger on what makes a, a happy life or what makes a good life. Uh, and it's the quality of your closest relationships, longest standing study uh, done by Harvard. And the last one is soul set. Right, so ego is the enemy um, by Ryan Holiday, and understanding that if you can do something for causes greater than self, whether that's for family or the or or, uh, or that that version of yourself, your aspiration uh, of who you want to be, that's soul set. So really digging deep, deeper, deeper into that that spiritual side of you. Uh, the idea that beliefs are dynamic is really important to understand. The actions we take or do not take are based upon our belief system. Uh, people. Uh, serve our country and go to war uh, and die sometimes for what they believe in. Uh, we go to church, temple, or other religious places because of what we believe in. So our actions uh, follow our belief system. And the second other list that if, if you don't really love the well, better, how is start, stop, continue. Start, stop, continue. This is what uh, I can continue doing. I really love that um, uh, breaking a sweat every day or going to the gym three or four times a week or getting that 20-minute workout when I can. That's what I should continue. Um, but what is uh, something that I can reduce, limit, or stop, right? It's usually hanging out uh, with the wrong people or reducing the triggers of the cues in your house, right? Uh, replacing alcohol with water and really removing those triggers and cues that lead to a routine and then a reward. We want to chase long-term reward rather than short-term reward. And the last one of that is what should we really start doing, right? If we can start putting out our workout gear, uh, now we're hit with that trigger and we can start, we're exercising a little bit more. Should I make the first step and download uh, that, that app that'll lead me to meditation, right? So it's the start that stops most people, 
what is the the thing that's going to 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 move the rock down the hill right momentum is my favorite word nick i, I really believe that uh we drastically overestimate uh what we can do in a day drastically underestimate what we can do in a week month year beyond right I, I feel like my life is a living example of momentum and it's better to do a little a lot than a lot a little and what that means is don't make it uh don't bite off more than you can chew how do you climb a mountain one step at a time how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right so it's understanding that if we can take these little steps by creating those lists and and and, and we can't stop there right that's our thought life then it's important to finish that with some action and if all that seems like too much I would say start with gratitude journaling, right? Gratitude is the healthiest human emotion, as I've said before. Uh, it, it creates resilience in your life and we need it during this pandemic, uh, social unrest and all the, the craziness in our world right now. So really work on that gratitude journaling, right? I am grateful for this. Positive affirmation can follow it up. I am capable, I am powerful, I am weak, therefore I am strong. All these things should uh, give you the energy that you need to get to where you want to be. So uh, those type of starters should really help uh, out in, in creating momentum in individual lives. Yeah, I, I think, you know, pulling some things from, you know, your podcast that I heard with you and Brian Kane, and also what you just said, I think something that people can do really, really quickly and and really take control of is you, you can't achieve anything if you don't start, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you can't be paralyzed by, by choices. You just have to do, sometimes you just have to do. And so that's part of what you just said, you know, it's, it's easy to start. And, and, and once you start, you just have to keep going and building momentum. And then going to what you were talking about with, with Brian Kane, the, I think you said every morning, you, you know, you journal and, and you write three things that you accomplished the day before, and you start yourself mm. off on, on the right track. And, and just knowing that you've done something good and let's just keep that going and that kind of i don't think you mentioned momentum at that point but subconsciously like you're building into that momentum mindset so sure. um and then the biggest thing i took away from that because that's something you know so i teach health and fitness and so you know it kind of hit me when brian was talking about his i think his irish professor came down to talk to a school where he was an athletic director at and he said hey what are you doing you know not to mix words here but you're fat and out of shape and you can't lead people to be fit without being fit yourself. And so he committed to being, I think he said sweat before screens was, was the biggest thing I took away from that one. So uh, that, that's a huge thing too, because yeah, you know, I am a night owl and it's easy for me to say, I'll just get a quick in quick run in before bed, but that's not prioritizing fitness. Then that's saying, well, if, if I feel like it later on, I might get to it. And that's not a priority at all. So I think you mentioned a lot of good things that people can take with. Uh, I know that for a lot of people, the whole idea of setting goals and, and achieving things and improving yourself can be overwhelming. So my personal advice would be to just pick one thing and just commit to that one thing and start because yeah. it is easy to be, you know, analysis paralysis, right? You think so much about all the things that, you know, all the reasons why something won't work. Like I, I won't be able to, to run a half marathon because of this, I'm too busy or whatever, but that's not how you get started. You, it starts off by just getting out and just going for a jog or, or even walking. So just start is, is my biggest advice. Absolutely. 
Well, great. So if people are interested in learning more about, you know, not only Mark Lucini Peak Performance, but, you know, your services and anything else like that, what what advice can you give them or what what place can they go to, to learn more about that? Sure. And I appreciate that. Well, I run my own podcast called Grateful and Full of Greatness with Mark Lucini, uh, easily accessible on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, my Instagram handle is Mark Lucini. M-A-R-K-G-L-I-C-I-N-I. If you want to shoot me a direct message, I would love that. Hope hope to get back to you very soon. Uh, my, my email is marklacini at gmail.com and my website is marklacini.com. Uh, and I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm totally into uh, mental health, mental performance. And, uh, and I really think it is the difference, you know, not to be too biblical or spiritual about this, but uh, there is... Um, a writing in the Bible where it says the stone that gets rejected becomes the cornerstone. And I really think that's what the mental game is, right? It, it's understanding that the mind quits first. Uh, we're more, more likely uh, to get started if we have the right frame of mind, like I talked about with core values, belief systems, and relationships. It really can be the difference that makes all the difference in your life. So I appreciate you even having me on here um, for the for the plug on for ways that people can reach out to me. Um, and I look forward to having these conversations more and more. And do you take, you know, do you, you take individual clients as well as doing, I'm sure, team talks and all, all those sorts of things? I do. Individual or small group. Uh, this is taken from uh, Dr. Horn, who's a lead authority in, in, in motor skill development and the fact that when you're younger, it's play then it's practice between nine to 12, if you will. Um, and then it becomes deliberate practice. So I would always encourage um, to start thinking about mental training. One thing that I wish I, I started earlier in my teens, right? 13, 14, but definitely by 15 and 16 is mental training, understanding what it is, how to do it, um, and making it consistent the same way you'd go to the gym um, with, your, with your actual body and, and work on strength and conditioning. I see no difference. I think it's actually more important to work on things like your breath work, like mindfulness, like goal setting, um, and all the things inside of mental training at an earlier age. So uh, my, my youngest clients are, are about 15 years old. Um, and then I work all the way up to uh, pros, Olympic athletes, uh, business professionals, small group and teams. Um, so I'm happy to have the conversation, um, at least on the introduction front and, and more conversations involving this to help, help out in any way I can. Well, you heard it from Mark first. If if you need to get in touch with him, he gave you all your all the socials and the websites. I will also link those in in our article and in the description on the podcast site. All right, Mark. Before I sign off with you, uh, which I want to record, did you say that Brian Kalanen or uh, I forgot how however you said it was your first coach, like in fifth grade? Yeah, Brian Kalanen. Was he a police officer? He was. Yeah. He retired and actually moved out here and he coached. And he started a program. Yep. And I coached against that. They were in our conference. They were about 10 minutes away. I coached against what him se small world. several times. And I haven't heard that name in a while because I think he moved back to New York. But he uh, he was he was a character for sure. He uh, he wow. would roam the sidelines with a shaft, a camo shaft with no stick, no head on it. Oh, yeah. He was kind of like a general. And he basically, you know, he, he had a travel team called the devil dogs mm -hmm. and, uh, he really embraced, um, a strict, a very strict, I mean, he had two middies that went to VMI that played every single minute of every game hit their senior year. Like this, 
I, I just thought it was such a small world that you had mentioned his name and I hadn't heard that name in so long, but knowing where he's from originally and where you're from, I was like, this, this is probably the same guy. Yeah. I mean, he moved back to New Jersey recently, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, uh, and he's my first episode, right? So he's my oh, first okay. episode on Grateful and Full of Greatness. And I, I, he's a huge influence into uh, my ideology, the way I view life, my perspective on it, um, and, and my discipline, right? He, I, he uh, believed in me, um, perhaps even before I believed in myself the same way my parents did and my sister did. And uh, I don't think I'd be where I am today in the sport of lacrosse for sure if it wasn't for Brian Callanan. So I have nothing but amazing things to talk about. Uh, such a great mentor in my life. Yeah, that's the time. I mean, especially because I'm in Michigan, so it's not exactly lacrosse central, but the fact that <laughs> of all places, that's where he ended up is pretty cool. Well, listen, um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been great. I love talking about this stuff because usually we get so wrapped up in just the coaching, the X's and O's and, and not the people. And also, you know, even as a teacher, it, it gets so you're so focused on the content instead of like the bigger picture stuff, the skills um, and, sure. and what people are going through. So it's really nice to get your perspective on a lot of things. And if you ever need anything or if there's anything we can do for you, you know, we're happy to, we're happy to help out. Awesome. Thank you so much for the time. And thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it. No, thanks. No problem. Thanks, Mark. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more about Mark's services, you can visit him at marklicini.com. That's M-A-R-K-G-L-I-C-I-N-I.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at marklicini or on Twitter at mark underscore glick, G-L-I-C.